thanks for clicking. You're listening to Time In with yours truly, Tommy Crenshaw. With me, is always, the hot air balloon collector, Anthony North. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a passion, Tommy. I mean, I like him a lot. Uh, I've been collecting him for about six years. Now, I got a big property uh, out in the woods. Uh, you know, I'm not going to reveal the uh, exact location. Uh, there's a lot of hot air balloon thefts uh, going on in America these days. I mean, people are stealing everything, man. I mean, gas prices are yeah. ridiculous. And when you when you are, you know, sick of that, just buy some helium. I mean, it, it's in short supply, too, but it's not it's not as bad. I mean, you can, you can travel miles thanks to simply wind currents and that's that's how i'm getting around these days tommy i don't know about you you might be sitting in traffic uh, but i'm going point a to point b and it's not it's not on the fuel it's on the uh you know the wonderful nature of of wind science that's what it's all about yeah 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 wind science that's what's going to get us beyond these high gas prices uh a buddy of mine uh johnny peckerton uh, just back in the day, uh, uh, this was in uh, Piscataway, New Jersey. Uh, probably shouldn't say it, but uh, he, he uh, was inventing a helium car, so it could run a car, run off helium, and then like all the uh, car industry people were trying to sabotage him and stuff like that. But uh, he got in his car one time and it floated uh, a little too high. He was just trying to go above cars, traffic like twenty feet, thirty feet in the air, and stuff like that. Uh, end up hitting one of those big truck stop signs that are like 80 feet. You don't really notice how tall those things are. You know, they're built in like 1967 uh, by, uh, by I, I don't know, like, uh, I don't know who, who built those things. But, uh, yeah, he, he fell and he, he crashed the car, went into a turkey pit, and was eaten. Uh, his flesh was eaten by turkeys. Uh, so Thanksgiving, keep in mind, turkeys eat a lot of stuff that you don't realize uh, you might not want to be put in your body, but uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, rest in peace to Johnny yeah. Peckerton. That's a that's that's a heck yeah. of a way to go. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I don't know about uh, becoming turkey feed. I think uh, I think that guy that guy probably made some bad decisions leading up to that moment. It's not it's not just the wreck. I mean, I'm sorry yeah. to disgrace the name of Johnny Peckerton, but what a what a life. Yeah, well, yeah, they, the, the belief is that the, the car gas industry sabotaged and put too much helium in his car, and so it floated higher than he was uh, knew how to control the thing. You know, if you're 20 feet in the air, the car, you can just jump right out and land in the field or something like that. A couple well, of yeah, man, if I, if I was did. 20 feet, you know, in the air in my car, I'd be screaming at everybody. I mean, you know, yeah. talk about talk about firing off some uh, some good one-liners. Everybody in yeah. the neighborhood could hear you at that point. I mean, I, I might just have a bullhorn with me so that, I, you know, I can make sure that the kids playing inside don't over, uh, you know, they, they don't they don't put my, my voice to rest, man. I'll scream over everybody. I'll let everybody know what I think. Yeah. And I'm, I'm yeah, going to let you know too about these. I guess there's some nasty looking yards in my neighborhood, and I'm going to let the I'm going to let these people know about that too, man. Get get to lawn care. Stop stop letting the weeds take over. You know, get some grass growing, and tell your wife to you know take care of the house a little bit. Give me a break. Yeah, yeah chop chop, there. That's what you say. You you, you get into that the, the, the chop, and that's not the 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 the, the, the Rutgers coach. Uh, that everyone in Tampa wants to forget his name uh, because he destroyed the franchise uh, until Tom Brady came. Uh, but uh, yeah, so uh, but but you're talking about uh, uh, things that lead into this topic. We're going to uh, talk about uh, temper tantrums and meltdowns and stuff like that. The, uh, players, coaches, man, whoever, the sports uh, figurines, uh, figures. Excuse me, uh, figurines like a uh, it's like a 
there's a like a the thing you put on your desk, like a bobblehead, uh, which is weird that bobbleheads uh, were introduced in the steroid era because um, the big big heads were anatomically correct. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, a, that's a funny coincidence, Tommy. I mean, I don't know. It's like they were watching TV and they noticed this guy's head seems abnormally large. They're like, you know, I could just like reach out and poke it, and the thing would just go, go boing, 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 and that would be that make a great toy. And now people are collecting the things. I mean, the steroid era is never going to die. That was uh, baseball is just it's just never going to get past that. A hundred years from now, they're going to be talking about Mark McGuire and yeah. I mean, you know, allegedly, uh, you know, steroid freak. But um, you know, who knows? It's all it's yeah. uh, you know it's uh, it's been undecided uh, in a lot of ways. The Hall of Fame has made it clear, yeah. you know, who's did steroids and who didn't. They, you know, they're the only yeah. ones who know. Thanks, baseball writers. Mark McGuire, if I was him, I'd be afraid walking through a shopping mall. Somebody's going to think you're like a giant bobblehead and shake you. Um, but yeah, I, I, there's nothing funny about that, folks. Uh, we got uh, we we were talking about the, the meltdowns too. Give me your favorite, Anthony. What uh, what, what is uh, there's a lot of meltdowns. Sports is known for that. People get passionate, they get emotional, they feel that they're right. Somebody wronged them, whatever. Uh, g- give me uh, a good one. I'm gonna go back in the day uh, and tell you that you know the guy who I always respected uh, the most was uh, Mr. Earl Weaver. That's Hall of Famer Earl Weaver, yeah. Orioles yeah. manager legend. Yeah, uh, five feet tall. Yeah, yeah, five feet tall in heels. Uh, you know, just walking out to uh, any umpire at any point and just totally belittling the man who's six feet, you know, taller than he is, letting him know there's only one reason that you're out here, and that's to F my team. And I'll tell you what, I think a lot of umpires uh, took it a little personal uh, against a man who never took anything personally, and that was Earl Weaver. Earl Weaver understood the game, and he understood that what makes sports go is emotion and anger. And when people get angry, yeah. I mean, you start seeing guys doing superhero things, lifting cars off children, saving yeah. lives, scoring 62 points, you know, with the flu. Uh, you know, yeah. just anger anger fuels everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. You described him well. Weaver was uh, walking... Uh, I'm, I, 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 nowadays, uh, be in danger of getting road rage issues and stuff like that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, been, been, but, but yeah, he's a, a legend of Baltimore. Like you said, this guy's in, uh, this guy's in Coopertown. And, uh, so, uh, yeah, hats off, uh, to, to Weaver for doing that. Um, I think one, it's not a big one, but I think, uh, when, uh, and I still love the guy. Uh, I just think, it's players sometimes don't have good luck with inanimate objects. So when uh, Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, got in a fight with a kicking net back in like 2016 on the sideline, and the, the net fought back, and it's just like that's on tape, dude. Like, I mean, come on, dude. you can't like. I mean, it's kind of like akin to the Gus Farrat throwing his helmet into the uh, side of the wall. They're thinking that pad was like 30 feet deep when it's just like a half an inch, and there's concrete there. It basically cracked your skull. Uh, uh, but, uh, yeah, uh, Beckham uh, doing it with the net. But as people say, uh, it's better than doing it with a person. So maybe hats off to him. Uh, but he had to learn his lesson. I don't think he's got any nets in his house now. Um, 
No, that guy's <laughs> avoided that. I think, you know, he, he probably covered him in cash. Uh, OBJ yeah. just carries around like a mattress of cash. And, and you know, anytime something gets uh, in his way, he just he just takes out his little, like, uh, you know, his cash shooter and just goes to town on it, covers the thing up. You never know it was there. I mean, that guy's incredible. Uh, but, you know, I, I love that, though. I mean, anytime you guys, you can see a guy get really angry, uh, hit yeah. an inanimate object that hits him back, that's some good television. Uh, you know, like last week, Philly's uh, Alec Baum's getting all pissed off in the dugout, slamming his bat. But the bat said, that's enough. I've, I've been hit enough. I'm about to slash your throat. Uh, then just, just ricochets back at him, hits him right in the throat. Uh, the guy's sitting there with blood dripping off his face. Yeah. Everybody's wondering, like, what happened? And all I can say is, uh, I thought it was a ball. Uh, you know, and, and they're like, well, how'd you get cut? He's like, well, my bat, my bat hit me. And I was like, well, you, you know, you're supposed to hit the baseball with the bat, not your own neck. Uh, but that's just, that's just the price you pay when you're trying to make a point, trying to fire your team up, trying to get the team rallied and going, you know, Phillies, you know, they, it's been a rough time for the Phillies for the last 140 years. So it's, it's about time they get it together. Yeah, yeah, I don't think they evolved. I mean, when you know, I mean, Henry Rollins joined the team years ago. Uh, um, Henry Rollins, that was a guy who could bring the fury. I mean, that guy's just straight, yeah, up I, I, mad. I mean, yeah, I clearly misspoke there. Uh, but uh, yeah, you can't really walk away from uh, you know, what do you say? The bat hits you back. You can't say, Oh, I fell down the stairs because everybody saw it happen. Like you can't just say, "Oh, I was having a conversation with my ancestor whose spirit inhabits this thing." You pretend like you're following a new religion just to save face. No pun intended. Uh, but yeah, uh, but uh, one of the most famous meltdowns, and people still talk about this one. This goes back to the 1985, uh, and 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 uh, the greatest basketball college coach uh, that's never been embroiled in true cheating scandals that I'm aware of. Uh, nowadays, but uh, they uh, he uh, Bobby Knight, Bobby Knight was ticked off, getting too many fouls. This is within like the first three minutes of the game, and he, he he throws a chair across the court. That's a hero in my book. You throw a chair, you're making a statement. You basically uh, you're, you're a monkey in a red vest uh, because that's what they wore a sweater. Uh, basically, uh, inspired the uh, the Ohio State coaches uh, with the the the, the, the trestle vests. Uh, but um, yeah, the uh, uh skid in the chair and uh, didn't hurt anybody. Uh, made a point. So, uh, wh- what you think about that one there? Yeah, I mean Bobby Knight, uh, that that guy knew how to unleash his his anger. But what I liked was that he he knew to throw plastic chairs. He he knew those things would just bounce along. They weren't going to hurt anybody. He's not yeah. throwing like old wood or wicker chairs. You're just going to uh, you know uh, turn into like a flying little missile of uh, shards of wood. So I appreciate yeah. that. I appreciate the respect he had for everyone around him. If if more people could be respectfully angry as Bobby Knight, sports would be a lot better and and look yeah. he had an undefeated team uh you know yeah. it was he you know that guy that guy taught coach k uh isaiah yeah. thomas a lot of a lot of great individuals with no sketchy past uh and that's what i respect about bobby knight i love it yeah. though i mean i think you know uh no more losing to purdue uh you know no more four and eight records 
yeah. no more no more fouls in 59 seconds uh you know the whole team taking fouls all that stuff came to an end when bobby knights put his foot down yeah he owned the big 10 he owned the big 10 and uh yeah he's got three championships not many coaches can say that uh especially in college basketball because there's like 800 teams at play uh but uh uh, some other, uh, I guess, uh, meltdowns. I mean, baseball, uh, you, you brought up, obviously, baseball. Uh, but uh, there's so many um, interactions between, like, batters and umpires because of their disagreement uh, because uh, of the pitching, uh, the, um, the, the, the zone, the strike zone. And, uh, the, the, you know, some, uh, some of these guys, these umpires, uh, I don't know, their eyes are bigger than the others or something like that. So they have a different strike zone. Uh, but, uh, there's one, there's an ump, uh, back in, uh, what, 2016, Bob Davidson. It was, this is a, the Giants with the Phillies and Phillies a tough, tough crowd. So he's getting mad at something, right? So he's going over the, it looks like he's going to the dugout. He's going to say something and he looks up in the crowd. He ejects a fan. That, and I would say that's not a true meltdown per se, but it's where a guy says, I had enough. And a fan was saying some obscene stuff to him. That's Philly. People get, uh, that's a booze town. A bunch of boozers up there. They're going to say all kinds of stuff, right? So he's just like, you know what? I haven't been drinking today. Uh, I mean, umps, well, umps, there's a few of them that are alkies. But uh, yeah, he threw a guy out. Uh, what do you think about that one there, pal? I mean, I think, I think that whole argument, you know, it's like, uh, something about a real estate investment gone bad. Uh, you know, this guy was talking about how he owned a lot of property on 69th Street. Uh, Bob Davidson apparently, uh, you know, was, it was in on it and, and got overbid. And, uh, I don't yeah. know. I mean, I feel bad for Bob Davidson. Times are tough when you can't get yeah. a place on 69th Street. I'm sorry to hear that, Bob. And, uh, yeah. I, I know maybe there was a few four letter words, uh, tossed here and there, but when you insult a man's intelligence, you insult his investment strategy. You really are, are hitting the man deep. And it was the right thing to do was to kick that guy out of the stadium. Let him know it's not welcome here anymore. Uh, you're not going to talk to me like that. Not going to just sit there in the stands with the ticket you paid for saying what you want. Not in my house. And everybody knows when you go to a Bob Davis and baseball game, that is the man of the hour. Nobody, nobody controls uh, baseball like Bob Davidson. Yeah, I, 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 the thing I think we're missing. I don't think I don't think he really. Had pro I think that's a, a 69th Street is a, a euphorian concept. I mean, a euphem, euphem. Uh, how do you say the word? Uh, you um, substitute word for something else that we're all aware of. Is all I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Sugarcoating uh, maybe something. Uh, so, uh, you know, euphemizing. Uh, you know. Yeah. Uh, 69th Street in Philadelphia, it's not an awful part of town, but it's not really something you brag about. You're like, yeah, I own the strip shop that's got H&R Block in it. Like, what, I mean, like, what, what are you talking about here, pal? You're not, you're not talking about uh, Rodale Drive. I, I just, uh, get out here with this garbage. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not really Rodeo Drive, but I got I got one more, uh, and this one's referencing Kansas City and the all-time great Hal McRae. Uh, really appreciate that guy. Uh, but look, if you want to talk baseball with Hal McRae, 
Uh, you better you better line up single file, ask permission, and be polite. Because if you're going to ask that man about uh, you know managerial decisions resulting in a loss, he may or may not swing a telephone out of a wall right at your face, uh, and, and then threaten to you know kick everyone's ass in this room. Uh, you know, look it up, people. And there's a lot of great stuff, but you know, nothing makes people matter than baseball. I don't get it. I mean, that game is slow, uh, monotonous. But somehow it also is completely infuriating, and that's that's the beauty of baseball, honestly. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, yeah it really is. Baseball is in uh, in in enigma. Excuse me, in in enigma uh, that uh, a lot of people try to figure out. We're still hanging on to this great. It's a great sport. Don't get me wrong, but uh, uh, I, I want to say I'm gonna give a few honorable. Oh no. Yeah, we, we say the best for last. The inspiration for this one is actually the greatest meltdown in sports. This guy was the king of meltdowns, and he had every right to be. And people going back and looked at why he was getting uh, why he was getting frustrated, and it's legitimate. The guy is probably been more. This guy has had more wrong calls against him than any other athlete in the history of sports, and that even goes back to the Greco-Roman days. Uh, the, you know, you go back, you know, go to the New York City Public Library. You could go look up. They got some ancient tablets in the back. You got to grease a few palms. Talk to Patty. Uh, she'll get you hooked up. Uh, we can go look at uh, uh things written on uh, papyrus and stone carvings. Uh, but that that they stole, and then we'll get back to the country of origin. Uh, because that's how we roll. Uh, yeah, yeah. We're not gonna give King Tut back. We're not going to give anything back that belonged to any other civilization because guess what? We own it there, pal. Too bad. You lost it. You're the dummy. Uh, anyway, sorry. That's my take on uh, museums. Uh, the uh, John McEnroe. John McEnroe, great, one of the greatest tennis players of all time. Guys, uh, a classy guy, uh, married to uh, the hottest babe in rock and roll. Uh, he's just a uh, all-around man's man cool guy. And uh, everybody knows, you go back to Wimbledon in 1981, and that's where a young, hip John McEnroe had an issue when the truck was flying up a line and said, uh, the, the guy up in the tall chair, uh, old uh, old guy in the tall chair said, uh, yeah, uh, that, was, uh, that wasn't in, that was out. Which you, everybody knows. So he had a meltdown and called the guy out. He basically called him what I thought was not pit. I think he said something that rhymed with it. We had a discussion about this earlier. So why don't you take that one away, Anthony? I'm kind of babbling like a, a baboon here. Well, I mean, look, John McEnroe did not agree with the chair umpire. That was clear. And, and you know, he let everyone on earth know that they could not be serious. And, and, and you know, the umpire was like, yes, Mr. McEnroe, the ball was uh, not uh, on the line. Uh, it was it was to the right. Uh, you're wrong. I'm right. Uh, but McEnroe wasn't having it. He's not having it that day. And he's not having it any day. John McEnroe will let you know 40 years later, still, that ball was on the line, and that was my point, and I deserve that point, and nothing is yeah. going to change the facts. And Macro lets you know, I, I love that man. I mean, Macro, uh, you know, same same year as uh, Earl Weaver. I mean, they they those guys were like two peas in a pod. Uh, but yeah. look. Look, McEnroe was a legend, uh, defined the game of temper tantrums on television. Uh, you know, sticking a middle finger up to the man. I appreciate you, McEnroe. You and your, and your short shorts and your wooden racket and your ball of anger. Yeah. 
It's the way, it's the, it's the, that's how you do it, Tommy. I mean, I, you know, if I could go back and uh, relive my life, uh, I would have screamed at a lot more people and done it in a really humorous, sarcastic kind of macro way. I mean, I think that's the, that's the best way to piss people off. Yeah, but I think he still did with Clash. And I want to call what he did a temper tantrum because he was right. I mean, you got all these calls going against you. People, he starts to think that, okay, am I going crazy here? Is, is, are these people out to get me? Because I said, they're going back and studying, and he's been right most of the time. And so anytime somebody makes a call, now he's second-guessing. It's going to affect his game. I think because of this, he could have been the greatest of all time, period. And there's a lot of discussion who the greatest is. I get this, this stuff. Tennis is a very competitive sport. I say this. I, I, I think he held his own and was classy because a lot of people put in that position, they see an old British guy on top of a chair, like 30 feet in the air. Well, not quite that tall. I'm exaggerating. But he's, what, what is he, about 15 feet? He's got to be. He's about 15 feet in the air. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, I me mean, at least. Uh, I mean, I don't think I could 20. dunk on him. I think I'd have to probably, like, do a little layup to hit the ball off his face or something. Uh, you know, he's right. pretty high up there. But, look, right. uh, Mac, uh, but, you know, you call it Macro classy. I mean, uh, you could say that. But at the same time, you know, Macro took that wooden racket and somehow managed to smash the thing in smithereens and uh, kick it yeah, across Pete, the court. Like, yeah. And that's, Pete Townsend uh, did that, too. I mean, he's basically Pete Townsend. The, the who guitars that would uh, throw uh, the, it was like a work of art he said he smashed guitars let them write and so Macaro did that inspired by the who but uh, I, I think what I'm saying is classy is because any person like you or me sees an old British guy 30 feet in the air telling you that you're wrong when chalk is still in the air like LeBron James early days throwing that stuff and you still see it and the guy and you're like are you blind anybody would not, it's like a, a little oil derrick scaffolding thing he's on he would knock that thing would just go and tackle it just like an open field tackle on that freaking stand. That guy's vulnerable. That's just stupid. That's so stupid. It's like tickling off somebody in in a, in a drive through at a fast food place, calling them garbage, and they're gonna. You're like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna pretend like they didn't spit in my food. Like you're at a, at a, you're at a place of vulnerability, and you're gonna you act like uh, you're gonna start calling bad shots. You better be ready to fall out of that freaking sky chair. Because uh, it's going to be on. And some old British guy. And the British people, you know, that's the country of scurvy. So that guy uh, falls out of the chair. He's going to fall apart and do like a bunch of, like a pile of dust. They're, uh, they're just tempting people. They just want, it's like that suicide mission. I'm going to call this guy wrong. And I'm going to see if he's going to tackle me. Tackle my sky chair. So, uh, yeah, I would tackle the sky chair. Let him fall into a bunch of pile of, of dust. And says, say la vie. And they all get to cheer. Wimbledon would have come out and pick me up and sing Who's a Jolly Good Fellow or some corny British song. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say when he falls into a big pile of dust, you just take that dust, uh, you take, make a nice line across uh, the center of the court, let him know this is where the ball was, and, you know, you just keep piling it high, uh, and, and then, you know, when you're done with it, uh, throw the tennis racket on top, light it on fire, say a nice eulogy, walk off the court with your Wimbledon championship, uh, and yeah. long live the queen. And that's the end of the game. I'm Anthony North with Tommy Crenshaw, TTFN.